Hi, my friends. I do this work with all my heart for you. So please contribute generously to Future Primitive. Hi, my friends who listen to Future Primitive. On uh, Saturday the 19th, we went to a lecture given by Steve Stonearrow. The, uh, the talk was called A Native American View on the Rooted People, and uh, it was given at the Biodynamic Association Conference in Santa Fe. We received permission from Steve Stonearrow to upload his talk. Steve Stonearrow is a spiritual leader within the Lakota ceremonial tradition. He is an example of what it means to walk in a sacred way within our quickly changing society carrying forward the cultural teachings and spiritual wisdom of the Lakol Wicha An. And I apologize for my, uh, for my accent and my pronunciation. Or the Lakota way of life. With his deep knowledge of healing and herbal medicine, Steve travels the country leading ceremonies and speaking about the many aspects of indigenous history, lifestyle, and spirituality. As Lakota people do not traditionally speak about themselves in this way, this biography has been written by Sam Bayless, a friend of Steve's. So here it is, this beautiful talk that we got permission to upload on Future Primitive. I've been a medicine man for eight years. I studied for 17 and a half years to get there. So what we're going to talk about is um, the relationship between the rooted people and the two-leggeds. And so the rooted people, that is what we call plants. The standing people are trees. And so our relationship with the, with the rooted people goes back to the beginning. So that's what we're going to talk about. Before we do anything in my culture, and the culture that I'm going to share, is that we want to invite spirits. Because everything is spiritual. We are spirits. We tend to forget that. We tend to um, not nourish our spirit. We tend to forget our spirit. So we're just going to do a simple little song, and then I'll, I will... Um, share some of the knowledge that I have is, um, is that okay with everybody? Oh yeah. So we ask the Creator to um, look down on us this night, is what I said, to look down upon us as we share the knowledge of the sacred uh, medicine. 
that we come together to reaffirm our lives on Earth in more or less. Lakota doesn't really translate sometimes very well. So the, the rooted people were here before us, okay? They came before the two-leggeds. And all, in the, in the Lakota creation stories, everything was here before us. Everything. We were the last creation, because if you talk to some people, we were the dumbest creation. <laughs> we're not very smart. Everything that was here was put here to help us. Because we understood that we were going to need the most help out of all the spirits that came to Maka, Uchi Maka, to the grandmother earth. There's a thing that we do, and I'm going to share. When we are, I'm Sundance people. And in our Sundance ceremony, where we dance for four days without food and water, we find a cottonwood tree somewhere. It's the water, the tree of water. And when you go to the tree, and you mark it, and you do a ceremony with the tree, and you cut the tree down, sometimes all this water just comes roaring out of the tree. Very amazing. And we, as we're doing the ceremony, and when we take the cottonwood tree, we usually take it from a grove of cottonwoods, right? And if you look at it a certain way, there is his mother and his father. There are his brothers and his sisters. There are his relatives with him. And when we sometimes, when we're cutting the tree down, all that down, which is the seeds, comes down like tears. And we take their relative. We cut him down and we load him up and we take him back to where the Sundance is and we put him back in the middle and we stand him up and we let him sit there for the year to carry our prayers to Tumkasha, which means grandfather, to the Creator for the whole year. And in that whole year, he slowly dies. When you first put him in the ground, he has his leaves, and, you know, but as the, as the months go by, you see him slowly, slowly going away. It came to be understood amongst the Lakota people and all indigenous people that if everything, and when we say, Mi taku ye o yasin, everybody with me, Mi taku ye o yasin, means we are all related. Okay? We are all related. So people say, Well, of course I'm related to this woman, I'm related to this man. No, no, no. Mitaku Yeoyasa means I am related to the trees. I am related to the winged nation. I'm related to the swimmers. I'm related to the stone nation. This relationship basis that we look at, the way we look at the world, people don't seem to understand that if I walk up to any of you that have children, I have five children who I love dearly, right? We love our children. And I said to you, <clears throat> this group of people over here will live if you will give me your child's life. We would all say no. You can't have my child's life to save those people. But we walk up to the rooted nation and we don't even ask permission most of the time and we take their people and we make medicine and we heal those people. It's a really extreme example but it's designed to show you what they give for us. Because I make this prayer, and we have no rote prayers, but I'll say a lot, I pray for the, the rooted people who love us more than we love them. Because they do. They excuse our bad manners when, at a time, every plant that we worked with had a song. Was it a day plant? Did you harvest it in the day? Did you harvest it in the nighttime? Did you pull it out? Did you cut it? Did you take the leaves? Did you only take the roots? When I was in my apprenticeship, whatever you want to call it, they would take you just before Sundance, you know, you all got this energy going on, and they would show you some plants. And they would lay it out to you. And then you'd go dance and suffer and, and cry and, and then they would bring you back and they would say, now show me the plants. And if you couldn't remember everything that you were taught about that plant, you did not get to receive that plant that year. Because there comes a responsibility when we work with the spirit. And that's what I do, I work with spirits. So if the planted people have a spirit, a lot of people will say, 
that plant has a really strong vibration. What you're feeling is that plant trying to communicate with you on a level. If you really feel the vibration in the plant, that's that plant really trying to reach out to you. And the only thing that's limiting us from connecting with that plant is what? Ourselves. When you work with nature, when you work with rooted people, any of the peoples that, you hear me say people because that's how we look at everything. If I say the rooted people, I refer to them as the rooted people. Why? Because they have a spirit. They are a sentient being who is here for the same reasons we are, to help each other. You have to remember that the only block between you and that frequency, you and that vibration, people are always talking to me and they're like, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. Even if I don't, i got to appear wise. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's your communication with that plant. There's some plants that you really, really like OSHA. I just have to put my hand over it and I can feel that energy, right? It's one of the medicines I use. Or um, I like Oregon Grape. You know, it's a real nice substitute for golden seal. These, these, but the plant wants to talk to you, and the plant wants you to understand what it's trying to convey to you. So when I give talks like this, I'll tell people, you know, I've, I've sat with some herbalists and I'm like, you guys all know way more than I do. You know the Latin names, you know what it looks like, blah, blah, blah. You can tell me all of its uses. But what's the difference? If you're working from a point that says, you know, if I read this book and this bare root right here says it's good for coughing, it's good for bronchial, it's good for constipation, it's good for a headache, it's, you know, I see that, I read it, I read the application and I give it to you and you've been constipated and I give you a real good dose and man, you better be close to the bathroom. Clears you up. But why is bare root on almost every altar, and it means altar medicine man, in Lakota country, why is bare root almost on everybody's altar? Why do sometimes people give you bare root and tell you to light it? You don't read that. You don't read that anywhere. Why do I have you light it and then put it under someone's nose who's passed out or who's having trouble breathing or isn't in an anxiety attack? And if I do it right, I bring you back into your body. I settle you back into the ground. If I don't like you, I put it right under your nose and I shock the shit out of you, right? And you're just like, oh my God, I'm back. <laughs> All depends. But where do you read that at? You don't read it anywhere because the plant gave that knowledge to us. Here's an example. <clears throat> Monique's garden, Sophia's garden, we do this anthroposophical thing. And the lady slipper... Ladies' mantle. Ladies' mantle. So we're we're, we're doing this um, plant study. And we're all focused on ladies' mantle, right? And it's a very beautiful, low to the ground plant. And I've never seen it before, but I'm really interested. And the really cool thing about this plant is it produces one drop of liquid. It, not the water come. It produces the liquid. And so. We get enough people and we say, okay, do you guys want a journey? Do you guys want to just wait? I ask them because they want a journey. And they say, yeah, so we journey into the plant. Is it possible? Um, you have to decide that for yourself. Is it possible for you to journey into that plant? Of course it is. I can guide you, I can provide the transportation, but you got to get in the car. All right, you understand what I'm saying? You got to get in the car. And then we can take off. So we're deep in this plant, right? It's just like, wow, it's very feminine. You know, I really like females. I mean, you know, we all do. The feminine energy is really just amazing. So we're doing our thing, and we come out of the ladies' mantle. And um, Christoph says, you know, this is what this plant is for. It's for women. Um, with your moon cycles, everybody knew, mean, know what I mean when I refer to moon cycle? Okay. Good for the moon cycle, good for certain things with the women. But the plant told me that when I was in there, it said, <clears throat> and this is how plants and old spirits talk to you. They call you Hope Sheila. Call me boy. I'm 55 years old. I'm like, hey, boy. <laughs> so I'm really listening to Hope Sheila, and it tells me that you can use this medicine too. 
like, wow, this is, this is a woman's medicine, so I really got to listen. Because, believe it or not, there are feminine medicines and there are masculine medicines, and sometimes they don't cross. Okay? That's just the way they are. It's the way that they see themselves. And I said to this plant, I said, you know, as I'm listening, you are a feminine plant. He says, but here's what I can help you with. He said, you can take this dew, you can take some of my plant, and you can make a tea. And that will help you, young man, with the severe sexual abuse you suffered at the hands of women when you were a small child. Because the plant was so intrinsically feminine that it brought the love of that plant with you. And you know, the only way that we heal is within love and safe boundaries, right? So all those things that happened to me, I could sit encapsulated with that plant and take what the plant wanted to offer to me. You don't read that anywhere. You don't see that anywhere. Okay, well, this guy said, this Indian guy at the conference said, I don't know, I think maybe he's full of shit, but I don't know. But if you listen to the plant, and this is where it gets really exciting, right? Here's what I do. When I find a plant, you know, and I've done it at Monique's, she's got all kinds of stuff over there, and I don't know names because these are not my plants. But I know what a plant does. The plant will convey to me what it wants to do. And so in Lakota thought, if you look at a plant, you want to look at the four uses of that plant, okay? It's got to have at least four things, because four and seven are great, great big numbers in Lakota. Four is just huge. Four is everywhere. So if you look at the four uses of this plant, so we're looking at bear, right? And we got, you know, smoking, um, tincture for the up here, respiratory here, and stomach. There's four uses, right? So I have this plant that has four uses that I'm well aware of. And if he wants to give me any more, he'll tell me. But when I do, when I make my medicines and I'm getting ready to give them to someone, I pray with the medicine and I tell him or ask him what I want him or she to do. I'm not just giving it to you and saying, take this for that. Before you get it from me, I'm praying with that plant asking, this person over there is very constipated. Could you use all of your energy for doing this? So if you look at it in the thing of four, maybe you can do 25% of each thing, right? But if you work with the spirit of the plant, he then devotes all of his energy to one thing, one aspect. It's much more potent. When you talk to people who make medicines, people will say, well, I got this medicine from that person, but it wasn't like that medicine I got from that person. What well, was different? They both distill—they both put them in brandy or alcohol. I put all mine in brandy. Grain, grain spirits to me are too harsh for tinctures, for nice mellow tinctures, right? They're just too harsh. They sit you up too hard. And they slam you in your body, you know? I just don't like that. I like the, I like the brandy because it creeps up on you and it just lets you slowly fold into who you are, right? But why do we get medicine from one person and we get it from this person made exactly the same way? Why does theirs work better? There's only two factors. Their connection to the plant and your connection to them. If you get medicine from me and you don't know me, what is the chances of that medicine working fully to you? You don't know, do you? Because the only limits that you're going to have with medicine are the limits that you impose on yourself. When you do healing work, and this is what I do for many years, this is all I do, you have to believe in what is possible for that to occur. And when you believe something is not possible, guess what you do? You've set your limit. That's your limit. That's your boundary. That's where you want to be encapsulated. And that's such a sad thing. Why be defined by this barrier that you put up? And there's everything else on the outside trying to talk to you. Hey, you got a gift, but you won't listen to me because you don't believe you can listen to me. If you don't think you can hear the plant, why are you working with the plant? Why are you taking the time to... Let's use an example. I do a lot of work for marijuana growers very needy plant, right? Let's just talk about marijuana. Very needy plant. You want good primo pot, you got to take care of it. You got to trim it. You got to light it. You got to do all this stuff. And it wants all of your time. All 
all your time. And the minute you're not giving me all your time, I'm going to get some kind of mole or fungus on me and really, <laughs> really jack you up. i got to watch my language. I'm, I'm like, I read recently that really intelligent people swear a lot. <laughs> so I'm trying to keep the F words to a minimum. <laughs> Why is this thing, you know, where pot is so needy? So freaking needy. And they'll have me come in and do a blessing on their on their crop or they'll have me do work for them because pot also brings in a lot of other things. Mm. It brings in greed. Mm. You know, it brings in want. It brings in a lot of things that aren't so good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If you look at the Amazonian aspect of looking at plants, when you do a dieta, you guys know dieta? Yeah. Okay, when you do a di- when you when you work with a certain plant. Dietas are very powerful because they connect you to the spirit of the plant. But some of them plants aren't very nice. They don't want to work with you. But there you go. Where do we get the right to think that just because I can dieta with one plant who likes me, I should dieta with a plant who doesn't like me? We are not the smartest beings on the planet, all right? We're not. Sorry. Men are probably at the end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know that's not knocking on us but I know my companion is way smarter than me when you work with these plants people sometimes want to assign whether they're feminine or masculine and some are okay some are some in the middle some you know you have to have this relationship with yourself first so I run a program for people who study with me. In the first year of my program, you don't learn hardly any medicine. What you learn about is yourself. So at the end of that year, you know who you are because you know where we're going. I'm not dragging you along if you're dragging your shit. Okay? Why? That's just twice as heavy. Let's work with what we have, get rid of that, and become something more. Because the plant is just filled up with who or she is. That's what they're filled up with. They're filled up with the essence of them. Nothing else. And the essence of them, as as the stories are told to us from the Creator, is love. They love us. That's the only reason they choose to work with us, because they love us. They say, look look at them two-legged. You see what they're doing now? They're a mess. I hope I never come back as a (laughs) two-legged. Two legs, yes. Do you, when you're praying to the plants, do you have special prayers like for a marijuana plant? I mean, do you have like a special marijuana prayer, plant prayer, um, or do you just have a whole prayer for every plant? You know, each plant, as I know, songs for certain plants that I work with, and I don't know if they were the songs that came with the plant. Okay, as Devin was talking about, you know, they talked about Devin last night. When he went to do the ceremony to kill a buffalo, no one that he knew knew how to do it. The elders I do know how to do a buffalo ceremony. Was it the original buffalo ceremony? Probably not. The thing about ceremony is, if ceremony becomes lost, ceremony can be found again, but it's radically different than it was in the beginning. Because the time has changed. We're talking hundreds and thousands of years ago when the first person did the first buffalo ceremony. So it changes, and you don't have to have this look. You don't have to be Indian. You just have to believe that this will come to you, and ceremony will come. Devin had his ceremony for killing the buffalo. I have a buffalo ceremony myself that was given to me. So each plant I look to as a singular being. And any time, you know, Lakota is not full of rope prayers. We have no prayer book. Even though you'll hear you go, turn their prayer book to 34. And I'm just laughing. Where's, where's the prayer book? Oh my God, I don't have my prayer book. What's going on with these Indians? We like to tease. We really like to tease, right? I talk each plant individually. So if there's like, you know, I go to a greenhouse and it's just stacked with all of them and I got to put the mask on because it's like, whoa. And I don't partake of anything. Um, you ask them for help. All plants want you to ask permission or to ask of their help. Because they're willing to. 
But what we forget in our relationship, if we're telling me if I'm living that philosophy, then I'm saying I recognize my I recognize my relationship, then I must treat that plant the same as I treat any of you. So I just don't walk up and take your shit. See it slipped out. I want to say it one more time. I just don't walk up and take your shit. I have to ask you. When I approach you, sister, brother, can I have of your life? Because if I have to pull you out of the ground, I've ended your material life, haven't I? I've ended your life. But because we are taught and trained from an early age to look at us being the superior being, we forget that spiritual relationship that we only see being taught anymore in indigenous cultures. Our movements involved with the earth. That's the only time we see that. My mother, my father never said a word, and my mom's full blood of color, never said a word about spiritual connection like that to me. My grandma does, but not my mom. So if I ask the cottonwood tree, when I come and look at that beautiful cottonwood tree, he's so tall, he's got that crutch I want, and the leaves are there, and when the leaves fall down, you can roll them up, and they look like teepees. Another reason we use the cottonwood tree. And I go to cut him down, and the water comes out. Do I have respect for that? Oh, yes, I do. But if we pray, you know, I do a lot of the tree ceremonies because I know how to do them. And my relationship with them is such that I believe it to be possible. What we were talking about a minute ago, do you believe that it's possible to communicate with your plants? It's got to be. What are we doing here? <laughs> it's got to be, but on what level? And the minute you think that you know everything about that plant, you're, you're mistaken because it's, it's a lifelong teaching. It's a lifelong teaching. Yes, sir. I've had the experience several times where trees that have passed have said things to me, like, I'm going to fall down, and they fall down. Um, is that that there's still spirit from that tree that's able to communicate with you, or is it more that the family of trees, is, or other plants that are still alive, are still... You know, I think it would probably be that communal spirit, because they really understand. That's a good question. The plants and the trees really understand the communal spirit thing way better than we do. We used to. We used to, but they still practice it, okay? With the advent of the nuclear family and everybody going everywhere, except on reservation, this is awful, it's also sad in that point, people don't stay like this together. If we have to remember all the time, you know, when I wake up, is about the first thing that I say. It's a prayer also all my relations. And then I remember, even though I'm given access to all these beautiful things, that I have to have this in my head, Wanji. It just means I'm one of many. There's nothing special about me. So I don't approach my plants and go, you know what? I'm the big freaking medicine man, a big cheese. I approach them just like I do when I first started. With reverence. With the understanding that he is willing to give me his life. We're probably the only ones in this whole world of relationships that would not give our children for our help. All the animal nations do, don't they? They give us their life. All the plant nations do that we use. All the standing people. We're the only, why are we the only people? And people would say, well, that's our child. It's different. But when you ask yourself and you can say to yourself, it's different, that's what makes it different for you. That's why it would never work for you. Life is precious. Life is sacred no matter where it comes from. Am I correct? We're very, very in tune with the things that are around us to a degree and then we forget where we're at I love that 
I was hanging with the kids yesterday. Coyotes in the background. Yeah. This is good. <laughs> One of our one of our ceremonies, the Sundance ceremony, we're carrying the tree. We stop, and someone has to howl like a coyote, because coyote gave us the Sundance songs. So we always have that. There's always tryouts, and people who don't want to do it, people who suck at. I don't want to try it. Come on up here and give us one. You know, we're like that. We want to put you on the spot, but only to make you feel better about yourself. Indians don't laugh at you; they're laughing with you. That's the difference. What I want to do, and I love doing this, is I need you guys to help me out here. Freaking hot over here. I would like you all to close your eyes. Yes, Monique, I'd like you all to close your eyes. <laughs> Get comfy, don't be looking at me. If I make eye contact with you, you're in trouble. <laughs> don't be afraid to close your eyes. In the darkness is where spirit lives. Okay? All the ceremonies of Lakota that involve healing are done in the dark. Totally dark rooms, totally dark places. So that people can really believe what they see, okay? What I want you to understand is right now you are in the dark. This is going to help you. You're in the dark right now. Let your mind clear. Don't attach. Do not have expectation. If you can do those two things, your mind will clear in a nice way. Think about it. Say it to yourself. In your mind, I will not attach. I will not have expectation for whatever this crazy dude's about to do. I trust that I am supposed to be here in this moment. I'm not supposed to be anywhere else. It's where I'm supposed to be to be learning. Take it in. I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to open up something for you guys. It's called a teopa, and I'll tell you what that means later. I want you to be very aware of what you see. Okay? Get your breathing in the right place. In through your nose, out through your mouth, very slowly. Become one with what's around you. The breath brings us in to that place.
before you open your eyes, I want you just to take a minute, a second. Feel your feet. You're sitting on your bum. Feel your bum. You're in the earth. You came from the earth. In Lakota, we realize we were born from the earth. One day we will turn to the earth. The largest breathing entity that we know, the earth, and all that it gives us. All right, slowly open your eyes. Come back to this place. We can close our eyes. And I watched all of you when I had my eyes open. I like to go there too. When you can go from this place to wherever you went like that, then what becomes possible? Where is my limit? In Sundance, what we say, the first year you dance, you cover the space of your shadow. Okay? You cover the space of your shadow. That's all the ground that you can cover. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally. That's it. The second year you come back, your circle's a little bigger. Third year, it's bigger. Fourth year, it's bigger. You keep dancing. Pretty soon, the whole Sundance Arbor, which they're really big in places, and mine's, I don't know, 70 foot diameter, you fill the whole space. What does that mean? means that I'm starting to learn how to put down the barriers that separate me from every other living thing on the planet. Because those are imposed by us. They're not imposed by well, you know, I as a little pissed at some people, but some of most of the plants don't impose that on us. We do. I'm at Heoka you weepy man, so to someone outside, they say, that's a medicine man. What does that put in our heads? It puts this idea of someone who is all about the plants, doesn't it? That's what we see. But is my knowledge any greater than most of yours? Probably not. There's a lot of you who know way more about plants here than me. No issue with it. No ego attached. But what is our spiritual connection to the things around us? I know this seems like we're off topic about working with the root people, but what I want to help you guys understand in this time is how do you strengthen your spiritual connection with everything? Not just the plants. You can't be a shitty human being and be a good herbalist. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You can make the medicines, you can give them to people, and you might get a little bit out of it. How much? How many of us eat food and we go, oh, man, that food was prepared with love. I know my food was made with love. I know it was made by somebody who's flipping burgers and gave two shits about it. Don't eat it. I know when I'm giving good medicine. Wow, it's good stuff. And I know when I'm giving bad medicine. What made the difference is the person who made that. But more importantly, the connection they had with what they were working with. They didn't understand. They didn't ask. There's a plan at home for diabetes. They use it on the reservation. Here's diabetes. People say, why don't they bring that out into the world? Why can't you bring this plant that only grows on the cliffside and you can only cut it under the big moon? Why don't we bring that out and use it for everybody? So if I brought some to someone out here and I gave it to you, you didn't do well, what would you think? My fault? My fault. What if the plant needs you to believe in the plant? More, on more of a level than saying, I do. 
It's kind of a, you know, I do. My friend who's passed away used to say about marriage, he did till he didn't. I do till I don't. And it's the same way with this. When are you going to believe? When are you going to let go of these things that define you as a human being? Devin understood it. What is our connection to the things around us? What is our connection to the things that are thrust into our life? Did we become farmers? Did we become ranchers? Did we become gardeners? Because we thought it was cool. Anyone who's Native American will tell you a healer is the hardest thing in the world. Followed real closely by the people who do the plant work. Because there's no glory out there in the world. People don't want to hear about it. Oh, it's that plant bunch. Biodynamics, <laughs> I don't know. I will say <clears throat> Rudolf Steiner was an Indian. I don't care what the rest of you say. <laughs> 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 he was. He had one birth over there in Germany and he came back to us. He said, I gotta take this for the white people. <laughs> I had to get that in there. <laughs> I work with about ten or twelve plants. Some of the plants I work with are not native in South Dakota. Okay, straight up. Western red cedar does not grow in South Dakota. But I love it. I love the big trees. My people don't like the forest. I don't either, but I like the big red trees. Cedar said to me once as I was sitting there at the big trees, this will put your feet in the earth. This will put your feet in the air. Huh. What does that mean? And I'm not one who gets stuck on something that's told to me and I don't understand it. I'm not like, I've got to figure this out. I understand the answer will come to me. The answer, if the question is asked of you, the answer will come in the time that you need to know the answer. This little sidebar, you want to give me a quarter piece, that's all right. Okay. <laughs> you guys are going to get to the Indian humor. I'm sorry, I'll help you get there. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> when we look at the nature around us, when you had your eyes closed and I watched you and I felt myself connecting with the plant that I love so much, the Western Red Sea. And I used it once on this young woman who went to Burning Man. I'm not saying anything bad about Burning Man. Did a bunch of psychedelics and came back whacked out of her brains. And the family called me down and said, Way over there! Spinning. Little young woman, about 20, 20 months, just spinning away. Too much hallucinogens, too much LSD, too much psilocybin. Just going. And so we put her, and we had to restrain her. We had to have like, three large guys hold her down. And we gave her Western Red Cedar. What did it say? I will put your feet back in the earth. When you're tripping your mind out, you are so far out here, you're not even touching the earth, are you? I mean, I did acid back in the day. I, mean, I had 25 or 30 years of sobriety. But I remember, where do you go? You go away from here. And within an hour, her feet were back in the ground. Mm-hmm. It took several more hours to bring her psyche back, her spirit back, but her feet were back in the earth. Where do we read anywhere that Western Red Cedar is good for people who are having bad psychedelic trips? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Nowhere. What do you call it? Western, Western Red, Red Cedar. Cedar. Western Red Cedar. How do you prepare it? Do you eat the bark or the leaves? Or? No, I take the, the needles leaves, needles, and I soak them. When I do that tincture, I fill a mason jar, pack it, get the stick up, just pack it in there, and I put the brandy on top of it and let it sit for 18 months to two years. Oh. I don't bring anything out under a year. Do you get any instruction on, on yes, how to I do, do it? Yeah. Yes, I do. It's a very good point. I have this medicine. It's very cool. You brought that up. Thank you. It's for women who are going through their um, menopause cycle. Okay, so there's a lot of things that come with that, right? Night switch dreams. So I have this medicine that I make. Um, 
And when I give it to you, in that moment when I give it to you, is when they tell me how long you have to boil it. It's different for everybody. How long you have to boil it. And then once it cools down, you put it in the bottle and use it like a douche. But it's also good for pre-cancer cells. But the thing is, is every person is different. And I didn't understand that because I wrote it down the first time I gave it somebody. Boil it for seven minutes, blah, blah, blah. And then the next time I gave it to this woman, I said, boil it for nine minutes. And I'm like, well, my instructions say seven minutes, so I have to listen. Does each preparation need to be the same for everybody? No. Whenever we get thought of, stuck on that idea, that just because I made it for this lady doesn't mean it has to be the same for this lady. Because they are different, aren't they? They look different to me. <laughs> so different. Uh, who tells you that? The spirits. The plant. The spirits and the plant. Both together? Both together. And they, they speak through your body? How do they, they speak to your mind? They speak to your mind. Most people can't communicate with the spirits of the spiritual realm because there's a spiritual language. But you can get the feelings and you can get the thoughts, right? To direct you, to guide you. Because there's a language that is only spoken by Lakota spirits. It's a language that's not even Lakota. But what they show you, this is the hard part about working with a plant. I show you in your head what I want you to do. Now, the hard part is how do you believe me? That's what I want you to do. How do you under, how do you just go? Plant showed me wanted me to do this, but you know what? I'm not cutting that plant naked. If the plant told you to come out and cut me in the midnight, come out at midnight, cut me naked, would you do it? <laughs> really? Would you do it? Would you? I would. I would. <laughs> but not everybody would. Because that's like what? That's way out there. <laughs> but how do you know it is the plant? How do you know it's the plant? <laughs> what is the answer? The answer is to believe. There's a real simple exercise. Let's get out the point. There's a real simple exercise you can learn, guys, and it's this. Talk to yourself every day in your mind. Every day, talk to yourself, okay? About anything. Anything. Keep talking to yourself. Just give yourself five minutes every day and talk to yourself, all right? What language? Your language. In what language? Whatever language you want. Okay. What if you do that all the time? The thing is, is when you have when you have this self talk going on, when something else comes in, you know it's not you. Yeah. See what I'm getting to? You know what you sound like. Yeah. You know your verbiage. You know exactly how you talk to yourself. So when you hear something else, you go, "Wow, that's not me. That's something else." Yeah. Discernment. You have to understand who's talking to you. And if you're sitting with that plant and he starts talking to you, and, he sh and most of the times plants, very simple, pictures and feelings. Pictures and feelings. Okay? Most plants and, and two legs, they look at everything as a tree. This is really old knowledge. They look at everything as a tree. When you look at yourself, what do your lungs look like? A tree, don't they? What do your circulatory systems look like? A tree. Your endocrine systems, your adrenal, it looks like trees. That's how they view it. That's how the spirits talk to me. They say, that's something wrong in that tree. Why do the spirits themselves say, look at us as being trees? Because they understand mitakure or yasa. Wow, I'm going to convey this to you in the form that's like a tree. Sometimes when they show me stuff, I have to ask my sister who's a nurse, what does this mean? Because I don't get it. Because sometimes they're very simple. They're not trying to overthink anything. It's right to the point. What if I said to all of you here, at one time, everyone in this room could do what I do? And there was a time when we could all do this. That beautiful young man said something that we say in our circle last night. I'm not teaching you anything. I'm helping you to relearn what you already know. We've been saying that for years, too. It's a common threat. It's a common threat. What am I trying to teach you tonight? Nothing. I'm not trying to teach you guys anything tonight. I'm trying to help you open your own self up to what is possible. 
Where are your boundaries? Where are your limits? Don't be defined by that. When I sit with people who are really ill, and when I sat with my sister when she was dying, you have to believe in what is possible. Was she going to get better? No. She was not going to get better. It was physically impossible. But how she died was what it was all about. How she left this earth was what it was all about. How my dysfunctional family had to figure it out how to get along and be nice to each other. How we had to watch someone that we love enter into a place that we're all afraid of. We are spirits. We've been spirit, and when you come back again, you're going to be another spirit. When you say, I'm afraid of spirit, what you're really saying is, I'm afraid of myself. Mm. The things that you say to yourself, the things you say to other people, guess what? They come out, and you listen to them, and you reinforce them. I am a good person. Opposed to, I suck. I suck. I suck. I change the emotion because I suck really hurts as opposed to I'm a good person. I'm a good person. You are what you are. Accept what you were given as a gift. This life thing that you have, this Michoni, this life that you were given right now. My sister doesn't have it. My stepfather passed away yesterday. He doesn't have it. Their life is stopped here. Mitakuye Oyasin is the way that you have to live if you want to be related to everything. You don't get to choose and pick. You don't get to like that person because they're white and dislike that person because they're black. When you do that, you cannot say Mitakuye Oyasin and mean it. I can't look at that plant, which I know nothing about, but looks pretty stinky and gnarly, and I'm not sure if I want to touch it, as opposed to this plant that's beautiful, to my human eyes. But what does my spirit say? Mm-hmm. Listen to your spirit. We understand that the rooted nation, the rooted people, are part of us. So we're going to close. Um, spirit said it's time. Because Spirit has been here with us. If you've been aware, in this little vacuum that we created, in this intimate moment that we had, it was us and them. Very easy to do if you believe. So, I want you to, out of love, when you guys close your eyes, I want you to say thank you to the spirits. Thank you for your lives. Tell them thank you for your life. Tell them thank you for all the good things that they've taken from you to teach you loss. Thank them for all the bad things they've taken away from you. For all the good things that they put in your life. Thank you so much. Aho, Takia.